Welcome back to the Going Edison's podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 42. Very special number in the sports world. Especially in baseball. There's yes. Jackie Robinson, obviously, and also Mariano Rivera, the greatest closer mm-hmm. of all time. And then there's Kevin Love, who plays basketball. Yeah, and my service tourist on Jackie Robinson Day. There we go. As well as every other player in MLB history on Jackie Robinson Day. Brett's here, too. Brett's Hello. here, too. Uh, Alex is not per usual, but uh, let's get to the opener. My opener's going to be uh, Derek Carr. What he had to say in a little interview when asked about uh, pursuing Devontae Adams, his old college teammate, uh, in 2022 when he becomes a free agent. He said he's playing full-court press on Devontae. He wants to get him back to... Throw balls to him. <laughs> wow. But uh, that'd be absolutely amazing as a Raider fan. Devontae's probably the best wide receiver in the game. And uh, having him would definitely help a lot. That would definitely be shocking if that happened. Uh, but my, I'm going to football too here. Uh, the Jets signed Morgan Moses, right tackle, $3.6 million. And what's really nice about this one is Joe Douglas has playing time incentives to finish out the contract. One issue with the Jets the past couple of years has been new free agents just getting hurt and not playing at all. So this is nice. We are you securing still, the O-line. You, you guys still have a fan? We do. Ah, so you just... Is Moses going to start, you think? Probably. I mean, fan could probably play guard. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to go with baseball. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Kyle Schwarber's been on tear, but we will get more into him later, so I'm going to just leave it at that for now. All right. All right, let's get to where's your head at. And the first thing we're talking about is the June Player of the Month because it is June 29th. We should get those awards coming out here in a few days. We're going to make our picks now rather than in a week from now when we already know what the people are going to be. So mm-hmm. we're going to miss a few days' worth of stats, but we should just about get it. Yeah. Uh, so who is your AL Player of the Month, Skyler? So when I was looking at these stats, I went to the last 30 games. Not 30 games, last 30 days instead of just all of June, so I might have one or two more games than I showed here. But uh, my player of the month for the AL is going to be Shohei Otani. 307, 11 homers. He actually just homered about 20 minutes ago, so that's 12 now. 21 ribbies. He also was 2-0 with a 2-3-5 ERA and 32 Ks. That's a solid month. That was amazing. I'm going to go with uh, Vladdy Jr. 10 homers, 24 RBIs, 382. I believe I made the same mistake as Skylar did the last 30 days, so I might be off a game or two. But you can't deny Vladdy's production. Yeah, yeah Vladdy, Vladdy's my player of the month, too. Same stats as Brett uh, with 471 on base percentage and a 1.258 OB, OPS, which is absurd. Baseball slugging. Exactly. Uh, now I know player. Uh, Miami player of the week. Back-to-back months. It's going to go to Jacob DeGrom. He went 4-0 with a .55 BRA. That led the MLB. 48 Ks. That also led the MLB. Only allowed four walks tied for first in the MLB. That's, uh, yeah, Jacob DeGrom's pretty special. So he's getting back-to-back player of the months in the NL for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, before I mentioned Kyle Schwarber, I believe he's up to 15 homers. 16. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they counted one today, but uh, 15, 29 RBIs this month, hitting 293, which isn't the best. But when you hit 15 homers in a month and on a tear like he is, you got to give him player of the month. Yeah, even I have even a the ground has been great, but 15 bombs is unheard of. Yeah, I went with Shorber here too. Uh, it's kind of like this situation where like 
a player is so good for so long that they kind of just get forgotten about, and so that's kind of what I did a little bit here with DeGrom because he's always just been good this season, so I'm going shorter here. Don't worry, I'll get him in the Pitcher of the Month. Oh, though. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Who is your AL Pitcher of the Month, Kelly? My AL Pitcher of the Month is going to go to Shamanaya from the A's. 3-2 and two record with an AL leading 1.13 ERA. Also at 34Ks. Solid week for the Oakland Athletic. Solid month. Sorry, month. Yeah, solid, Sorry. but I have Shamanaya as well. <laughs> 1.13 ERA. Scott already said the stats, but Shamanaya is my Pitcher of the Month as well. Yeah, I went with Manaya as well. It's pretty yeah, obvious. The trifecta. Uh, and I don't think that's us being biased either. I think he's pretty much outright the, the number one guy this month. Yeah, like Rodon had good numbers, but uh, three or four uh, ERA. Kramer Valdez was good, yeah. but Manaya's stats were clearly better, I believe. Exactly. Now let's go to Pitcher of the Month, and I think I know who this is. Yeah, DeGrom's also winning this one for me for all the reasons I told you previously. Uh, yeah, going with DeGrom as well. Yeah. Jacob. Okay. All right, let's get to rookie NL first. All right, uh, NL? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with Patrick Wisdom from the – is he on the Cubs now? Yes. Yeah, he's on the Cubs. I couldn't – I'm picturing him in the Nationals jersey, my bad, but I have watched him. Uh, and, again, I have an extra game that boosts his average up way up there. But, for me, I have him at 264, 10 homers, 15 RBIs. He's just raking. Yeah. Ball. Oh, go ahead. And oh, I just wanted to shout out to Brian Hayes, too, with the honorable mention, because he has a great average and has been fielding amazingly, too, for the Pirates. Yeah, to Brian Hayes was also going to be my honorable mention, but I'm going to go with Jonathan India. He had 3 on 9, only 3 homers, but a 420 on base percentage. And I do believe that game Scott was talking about that was added, also added 2 homers mm-hmm. and about 30 points of average. So I'm, I'm going to give the guy with the 420 on base. All right. My brother was at that one of the Jonathan India homer games. In SF? San Diego. Ah, very nice. I'm going with the Miami left-hander, though. Same guy that I went with last month, I believe, and that's Trevor Rogers. Yeah. Uh, making a really good case for NL Rookie of the Year so far. Uh, 2.63 ERA, 24 innings pitch with a just over 9K per 9 as he had 25 strikeouts in those 24 innings. Now, lastly, mm-hmm. AL Rookie of the Month. Uh, I got to give this one to Ryan Mountcastle. I think he's won AL Rookie of the Week for me almost every week this month, so it makes perfect sense. He's in 347, led the AL with 10 homers for rookies, and led rookies in RBIs total with 25. Yeah, I think this one was pretty obvious. As I haven't been here every week, but I think if I was, I'd also have Mountcastle as my either player or rookie of the week for pretty much every week. 10 homers, 25 RBIs, credible production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went with Mountcastle here as well, so clean sweep for AL Rookie. I do have an honorable mention, Jake Fraley from Seattle. I think he played in about 25 games with a great average, so he played, give him a shout-out. He walks a lot, too. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that he's really good at. But now let's get to the question that is probably the main thing in baseball right now, the home run race. We saw Kyle Schwarber hit his 25th of the year. We saw Shohei take the lead in uh, home runs. Earlier today at 27, but this question is going to be who's going to finish the year with more home runs? The three guys that I had on here were Show, uh, Vladdy, and Tatis. I guess if you want to add Schwarber in there or another guy, you can. Let's go. Yeah. Who do you got? Uh, so, how I picked this was I pretty much just compared the three, and I'm going to go with Vladdy uh, because he has the least chance of injury out of him, and he's not playing a premium position. His bat's going to be in the lineup every single game. Uh, I also went with Vladdy pretty much for the same reasons. I think he's most likely to stay on the field every day. He's probably going to require the least amount of days off. Uh, I don't hope injury for either 
Tatis, Shohei, or you know Schwarber, exactly. the guy who runs up. But Vladdy does. If you look at where he plays, how he plays, I think he has the best chance of staying on the field. Yeah, Vladdy. Vladdy's my choice here too. It's not only just because of those reasons of staying on the field. It's also with the he's Blue, great too. <laughs> the, the Blue Jays lineup is a lot better than uh, even the San Diego Padres lineup and the Angels lineup, which means that. People facing the Angels can pitch around Shohei if they want to. So walk him, put him on base, because you don't have a guy like Bo Bichette to deal with behind him, or Randy Machado, yeah. or Jake Cronenworth. He's got uh, a lot of protection here. Tatis has a little bit... Uh, the protection there is a, a little bit different, because he does have a, two other great, or maybe even three great bats in his lineup. But when you look at the Blue Jays lineup, they have a whole bunch of guys that just hit 300 out of nowhere, like Teo... To Oscar Hernandez, they're just getting uh, George Springer back now, Marcus Semien, and other guys. So you can't just walk Vladdy and hope to deal with the other guys because the other guys are going to hit the ball out of the ballpark too. So I'm going with Vladdy. I think mm-hmm. going up about like 55. I think that's fair for him. That would be special. Which I think is about what he's on pace for right now. All right. I'm going to give him a safe 47. That's my <laughs> projection. That, that actually, I think, would mean he has like a down tick. Because that'd yeah. be, what, 21 more home runs throughout the season? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's still 21 home runs and a half is amazing. Yeah. We are about halfway, right? Yeah. Just about. We're just yeah. under halfway, I believe, for most okay. teams. But we're getting into July here soon. We didn't want to do this too soon, but we also didn't want to do it too late. We're going to be playing Matchmaker with a whole bunch of guys that are going to be available at the trade deadline uh, from teams that are selling. So we're going to go player by player and see where you guys think they will end up. And the number one guy that we're going to talk about is the number one target in the trade deadline is Trevor Story. Yeah, uh, I have Trevor Story going to the Brewers here. I know they made a move for Willie Adamaze, and he's hitting pretty well. But that's a expendable guy, especially with a hot bat right now. Trevor Story would just uh, bring the Brewers over the hump, you know, in a really crowded NL Central. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I barely did any research on this. I did not see. Go with your gut. Um, but, yeah, like I am going to go with my gut. Uh, my gut wants me to say the A's, and yeah. I think the A's might have interest. But the A's are never the team that ends up making this type of trade. So I'm going to go with the New York Yankees. All right. Uh, Glaber Torres just had a down year. Yankees have the money to ex- possibly extend Trevor Stories and have the prospects and depth to make the move for him. So I'm going to go with Trevor Story to the Yankees. All right. I don't come to the Bay, to Oakland. Uh, if A's front office has any sense in their heads, which uh, we have, we've seen in the past that they don't, but uh, if they have some sense now that they will make this move because I think everybody's tired in that organization of making the playoffs and doing nothing. you got to make the playoffs and go there to win, so Trevor Story would kind of elevate you to get to mm-hmm. that level. Next up, Cattell Marte. Cattell Marte, uh, I was surprised by myself. When I chose this team, I picked the Indians for Cattell Marte, and that's because they have holes at middle infield and center field. This dude can do it all. He's hot right now. I know he has some injury concerns, but I'm sure with the Indians, uh, the arms they have in their farm system, they could pull off a trade that doesn't hurt him very much. Jesus. Come back and cough. You have something. Let me think about this one for a second. All right. Cattell was a guy who has been off and on of the injury injured list this whole season. He just came off about a week ago and then went back on it three, four days ago. Whatever it was. So for that reason, I do think he stays this year in Arizona because it isn't a contract year for him. They do have one or two more years with our arbitration. 
there in uh, maybe even three in, in Arizona. So I don't think this is a year that they move Cattell. Uh, but if they were to move him, I think this would be the year that they get the most back for mm-hmm. him because he's every single time he's been up in the past two years or, or been healthy, he's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, looking at rumors and suitors, I, I'm going to have to agree with Kyle. I think the best course would be for him to stay put. Um, I'm sure teams will knock on the door, but I don't see it happening this year. Yeah, He's I also a guy that could, could be moved in the offseason. It, it yeah. needs to be. And again, I'm usually the guy that says, no, this trade's not going to happen. He's staying put. So for this exercise, I tried to send as many guys as possible. That's fair. Cross. Next up, another injured guy. This time a pitcher, though. It's left-hander John Means from Baltimore. John Means. I have John Means going to Atlanta. They have a lot of pitchers on the IL right now, and I think they're going to make one more push. They have a lot of highly praised prospects that I don't think fit in this regime, like Christian Pache, maybe some pitchers. So... I think uh, Atlanta would be the team to get a blockbuster done. Uh, for John Means, I'm going to go to New York Mets. I know they have Syndergaard coming back. I- I'm not sure his timeline, but I believe that's a team where, who right now leading their division could add another you know, starting pitcher, build a little depth, and probably improve upon the rotation they have right now. Um, do they have Carrasco? He just threw, he, he will uh, be coming back. He just threw off the mound a few days ago. So, Syndergaard Carrasco will probably be back eventually, but in the meantime, getting a guy like John Means to solidify that rotation would be a huge bolster for the Mets. Yeah, John Means, I saw him getting traded perhaps earlier in the season, but his injury kind of derailed him here a little bit too. I feel like as well as like the whole sticky situation stuff, because mm-hmm. there's been multiple videos of him going to his glove and loading up on whatever it may be, uh, whatever his choice of substance is. But obviously you can't do that anymore. Uh, he's a great pitcher without it, uh, though I still think. But I don't think he has moved this year because there is still a few more years of club control with the Orioles. So uh, I think he sticks to Baltimore for this one. Yeah. Next up, another Oriole, a fan favorite, Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini, I was really tempted to send him to the Yankees, but that is not very likely. So I have him going to the Dodgers as a uh, AJ Pollock replacement. He's not—he's not bad, but you know he's still hitting 250, and the Dodgers are trying to run it back. They need everyone in their lineup to hit bombs, and uh, Dodgers are another one of those teams that could send any prospect away pretty quickly and not be hurt by it. Uh. Like I said earlier, I haven't done much research on him, but a team that would make sense in my mind for Trey Mancini is the San Francisco Giants. Um, Brandon Belt, he's been very good the past two years when he's been healthy. Right now, he's currently not healthy, but Mancini's also a guy who can play a corner outfield position. With Yaz currently in right field, that's not a need, but the Giants have kind of had a rotating door in left field. We're talking, getting some playing time as well as other guys. I could see Mancini possibly going to the Giants and being a key part in the middle of that lineup for a playoff run. Yeah, one lineup that, that looks to me that needs a lot of power and doesn't have a lot of offensive production from the first base spot, which is weird because if you're a good team and you don't have any offensive production from the first base spot, it just doesn't make sense because that's yeah. like your number one guy usually. And I'm talking about the Brewers here. They they have great pitching, but adding a bat that can hit 30 home runs in the season would be mean the world to them and kind of take them from the spot of possible division champs So I think the number one team in that division. Next up is a guy that signed a one-year deal this year, uh, Marcus Semien. I have Semien staying put. I think Toronto's going to try to make a push here, and they're not going to get rid of their May Player of the Month. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, looking at this, I, I couldn't see Simeon going anywhere. I still think the Blue Jays could make a late push, possibly get back in that division. I think Simeon stays. Yeah, we. this is a better question for like two, three weeks ago when there's more like uncertainty with the Blue Jays. Now, that it, especially after today when they made a move for uh, for Corey Dickerson as well as Adam Simber, it, it makes less sense for them to start moving some of their guys now. And so I think Simeon stays and keeps that great lineup together. Next up, outfielder from Miami, Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall, I have him going to the Chicago White Sox. They need power and they need outfield. It's a perfect match. Yeah, I was just looking at some articles, finding possible fifth. I also had the White Sox um, with Eloy out, uh, Robert starting rehab. Hopefully after the All-Star break, he should be back this year, it looks like. Mm-hmm. But still missing a left fielder, or at least a consistent left fielder. Adam Duvall would fit that for the Chicago White Sox. Could also play first and third, too, if sure. some guys start coming back early. Well, they don't really need a first baseman, though. Well, you know, guys, some guys need days off. That's true. Uh, I'm going with the clean sweep. White Sox are 27th in the MLB in home runs. For a lineup that kind of, like, from the outside, looks like they have a lot of power. Uh, and they have very little outfield production. Adam Engel is one of the guys in their outfield right now. I mean, he plays good defense, but he's not hes not that guy when it comes to hitting. Let's see P.J. Tucker's jersey. It's, like, completely ripped up in the front. But, uh wow. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. We're watching Game Five of, or Game Four? Yeah, Game Four game of four. Milwaukee. That game is just now getting on the way. We'll talk about this series later on in the show. But next up, Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier. This just seems like a Yankees player to me. I know Clint Frazier is already there, but uh, like you said earlier, someone said earlier, Glaber Torres is not having a great year at all. This guy can play almost any position, and he's in for great average this year. It might be just a fluke, but you know what? The Yankees are terrible right now. They'll take what they can get. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Giants again for Adam Frazier. Uh, Giants probably weren't expecting to be in a position to buy. Um, Donovan Solano, he's a decent player, but really if you're looking at Adam Frazier, just an upgrade. Mm-hmm. I think overall it's a second base position. Or if you wanted to play him in the outfield, which I believe he's been playing this year a little bit. Um, not complete. I haven't really been following Adam Frazier that much. I know he's been having a fantastic year as far as average and on base percentage. But I think the Giants could be a potential fit. See, so when I look at the Red Sox, they have uh, they have a great two through five in their lineup with Verdugo, Martinez, Devers, and Bogarts. But for some reason, they always mess up with the one spot. Whether it's Marwin Gonzalez or Danny Santana, it just doesn't make sense there because both those guys are hitting under the Mendoza line. If they bring in Adam Frazier, a guy hitting three three thirty, and he just hits three fifteen for their team. That's going to give him a shit ton more runs, uh, more opportunities, because he's going to be a guy that gets on base four out of ten times every I, single You know, time. I do agree with that. You know, for how good the Red Sox have been, they have no center fielder. Oh, well, they, they, they can play him at they second. Have a center fielder. Play him at or, second. At least for Dugo's playing center field early. He has been? Kike. He was early in the year. I don't know if he's still oh, okay. Kike okay. plays center. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, utility type guy to lead off. I, I see what you're I'd saying. I'd be like that. that fit, I, I, I think yeah. second base would be the most sensible spot for them. For him on the Red Sox, though, because of Christian Arroyo is kind of their main guy right now at second base, which would have cut it like three, four years ago because we thought he was a super high prospect, but he hasn't been that good this year. Next up is Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz. (laughs) I was telling Kyle about this scenario I had in my head for Nelson Cruz. Uh, I I thought he was going to get sent to the Mets, but where would he play? But he has nowhere to play. Minnesota gets a little too greedy, and they don't get the deal done in time. 
Gee, I, I, I can't even think of one for Nelson Cruz off top. It, it has to be an AL team. There's no way he's going to the National League team. I believe he's 40 years old now. He hasn't played defense in probably years, but still very good bat for his age. Hasn't really started to decline. He's, no, he's just... He, he still does hit, so I don't have a specific team, but I will tell you it will be an American League team in contention, which I believe is obvious. Yeah, uh, the move I have here is not one that I like, but I think he ends up in Houston. Jordan, I was looking at this. He's obviously their DH, but he's played nine games in left field this year. So, I mean, Jordan can lock it down in left I wouldn't say lock it down, but he can play out there as long as he's hitting 300 and in the home runs that he does. So, a DH spot for Nelson Cruz in Houston would make a lot of sense for me, especially because, well, Houston has their two outfield guys with, uh, or slash DH guys with uh, Jordan and uh, Brantley and, mm. and Tucker, I guess, too, another guy. But mm-hmm. after that, it gets a little slim with Chaz McCormick and Miles Straw. So if they take McCormick and Straw out of the lineup and insert Nelson Cruz, that'll be a very big help for them. Next up, Robbie Grossman. Robbie Grossman, interesting one. We thought maybe he would have to stay put, but uh, he started to heat up a little bit. Now I have him going to Milwaukee, just get another bat over there. It doesn't really matter where he's playing. They need offense over in Milwaukee. Uh, I'm a known Robbie Grossman critic, but I do believe he could come back to Oakland this trade deadline. Um, they, I would be opposed. I, I would not be opposed. Be. The only reason I did not like Robbie Grossman is because he took the spot of a former A, which is why I did not <laughs> like him. It wasn't so much for his play, but uh, I won't get into that too much. But I could see Robbie Grossman definitely coming back. Mark Canna hurt right now. He should be back fairly soon, but Robbie Grossman could kind of fill that utility spot, which he had for the A's past couple years, probably get some time left, move Ken over the right, that way you don't have to play Piscotti or Pinder as much, who have both struggled this year. Yeah. Uh, one team that kind of struck out here, or was the team that I'm looking at here, is the Cubs. Uh, they, they need some corner outfield help with, as far as offensive production. Jay Hayes obviously plays great defense, but he's hitting like 195 or something crazy like that. So Robert Grossman goes to Chicago. Uh, played good defense. He's a gold, gold glove finalist a few years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think he goes to the Cubs. All right. What about the Detroit Tigers utility man, Jonathan Scope? Jonathan Scope, I think, has a lot more value than it looks here uh, with defensive, you know, uh, what's what's the word utility? I'm looking for? Utility. Thank you. And his bat's been pretty good this year. So this is an, a guy I have the Mets getting in time. Um because, like I said earlier, the Mets need whatever they can get right now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jeff McNeil's not playing very good. The entire outfield, other than Pilar, struggling. Uh, yeah, I also had the Mets for Jonathan Scope. Uh, McNeil's the guy who can also play in the outfield if he heats up. You know, use him a bit as a utility guy. But Scope has been a very consistent bat. Uh, always been very good against lefties. At the worst, he's a platoon on a good team. Uh, I think this would be a good move for the Mets. Help them stay in contention at the top of that division. Scope, I think, is the most underrated guy in this trade deadline class. He's hitting 270 this year. He's been going off in the month of June, so he's a hot bat that could have some great impact on a playoff possible playoff team. And so I have two teams here in the spot. I have the Cubs as the possible spot because David Bodie has not been that good for them. And then another team that I have is the Giants because uh, Brandon Belt is out. And there's a whole bunch of random stuff going on over there uh, with Donovan Solano and what they want to do there. We have some breaking news, guys. Trevor Bauer 
is under investigation for assaulting a woman in Pasadena last night. What? Yeah. Mm. TMZ footage. Oh, footage. That's not good. Uh, we'll get. We'll talk. Well, we'll we'll investigate a little bit at half, okay. and then we'll come back to yeah. that and see what we know. But in the meantime, let's talk about Joey Gallo. Okay, Joey Gallo, I have him going to the Cardinals. It's a weird fit, but he plays great defense, and the Cardinals are looking for a push with what seems like uh, the end of the road for some of their franchise pieces here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have Joey Gallo going to the Bronx Bombers short porch right field. Joey Gallo is going to make that stadium look smaller than it already is. Uh, Aaron Judge has been playing some center field that would give Gallo a spot in right, or they could play Gallo in center. He's a very underrated defender in the whole scheme of things. Uh, Yankees are going to look to make a push. I've already had them adding Trevor Story. I think Gallo would just be the icing on the cake. Do you think Jason Dominguez could straight at either times? Uh, I don't think they. <laughs> I don't think they will have to. Just based off. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy that we talked about this earlier this year, the shortstop. I don't think Story's going to get as much as people think. Mm-hmm. And Gallo, I, I, I don't think either of the guys asking Price will be the top prospect for the Yankees. I All think right. they should be able to hold on to him. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of the guys this, this trade deadline are worth any top prospects because we even saw a guy like Manny Machado get traded to the Dodgers mm-hmm. a few years ago and they didn't get, even give up anybody crazy. Uh, so I have Gallo go... Gallo going to the Mets here, uh, plays good defense, obviously has a shit ton of power for a team that needs home runs, uh, so he's a big bag, going to a big city, and it's kind of weird because he's kind of like Pete Alonso as far as like production-wise, a lot of home runs, but obviously strikeouts are part of his game, but Gallo's actually really, really good at walking, mm-hmm. so uh, he finds his way on base if he's not hitting the home run or striking out. So, I have him going to New York, but not to the Yankees. Uh, next up, Mitch Haniger. Mitch Haniger, I have him also going to Atlanta here. I think they're going to make a pretty big push here to try to get back to the playoffs with this squad. And, you know, like I said earlier, they have the prospect firepower they need, and they won't even have to give up much for Mitch Haniger here. Uh, I also have him going to the Braves. Marcelo Zuna, not a good guy. Bank, left, I forgot about that. He's Thank left you. out of that field spot. Vacant uh, out in Atlanta. Atlanta, the team who went into the season expecting probably have a cakewalk to that mm-hmm. division, so they're going to look to make a push to hopefully win that division because it doesn't look like a wild card will be obtainable just with the way the NL West is shaped out with those three top teams. Yeah. So I think I think Mitch Haniger would be a great fit in Atlanta. When I see Mitch Haniger, for some reason, I just see a Dodger. Uh, I think that would make perfect sense there. Take over for Pollock. Even though Pollock's been good, I feel like we're kind of shitting on Pollock a little bit throughout this episode with Mancini and uh, and Hanniger here. But Pollock's been been decent, so we got to give him that. But Hanniger's an upgrade. Already has 17 home runs this year. He's been a little cold as, as of recent, but he's starting to heat up again, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to the Dodgers, the reigning champs, All right. in pursuit to repeat. Uh, lastly, we have a reliever. I didn't want to put too many relievers on this list because I feel like it's so wishy-washy on where relievers can go because I've never seen a team that doesn't need bullpen or want more bullpen and at yeah. the end will be trade, trade deadline. So Taylor Rogers is the one guy we're going to talk about. All right. I think this one also is going to be pretty random where he ends up. But uh, our A's that have missed out on all the other top prospects, our bullpen's been very underwhelming this year. So I have us going after Tyler. Not Tyler. 
Trailer. Taylor. 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 Rogers. There's too many Rogers. There's three Rogers. Um, I would love to see the A's make a push for Rogers, especially a lefty, which is something that we've seen like we've lacked. Uh, AJ Puck hopefully will come back up and help the bullpen out, but he hasn't been that good in AAA since starting a rehab. I don't even know if it's a rehab. It's really just him in AAA. Yeah. But whenever I think of relievers, I think of the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily the guy who fits what they like. Normally they like velocity, they like funky. He doesn't have crazy velocity, but the Rays are always looking at bullpen depth. Could be a possible fit. Yeah, AJ Puck has actually been extremely terrible in AAA. He's pitched 19 innings and has 23 earned runs. I know that's not good at all. So, uh, Taylor Rogers, I don't have going to the A's. And I looked at bullpen ERA because that's kind of like the main thing to decide mm-hmm. where these guys are going to go. And the worst team. In the league, as far as bullpen ERA, is Cincinnati. And they're somewhat contender. They're third place in the division right now. A few games over 500. And if they were to add a, make a solid bullpen, they can make a real push in the NL Central. So I have either them or Toronto, a team that has had a lot of bullpen meltdowns this season. And if they had a lockdown closer, would really help them out in, in their help or pursuit to make the playoffs. Uh, one more team I'd like to throw in there is uh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Philadelphia's had a horrendous bullpen and could be. Shohei Otani just homered again, by the way. Oh. 28th, second of the night. Showing off in New York. Uh, let's get to our weekly awards, though, before we send it to halftime. Who is your player of the week, Skyler? My player of the week is going to go to Kyle Schwarber. 375, six homers. Uh, well, another homer today. That, so, uh, that, that, that is, is counted. That's oh, okay. And uh, 10 ribbies. Great yep. week for Schwarber. I have the same name, Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, I have Schwarber too, but I feel like at this point I should switch to Shohei if he's hitting the home runs the way that he yeah. is. So I'll go Shohei for this one. All right. What about pitcher? My pitcher is going to go to Aaron Nola of the Phillies. Five and a third innings pitch, no runs, and 12 Ks. He broke a record that stood since 1970 that was tied. tied. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're chilling. Tied the, uh, the Tom Seaver record for most consecutive strikeouts. I'm going to go with Clayton Kershaw. Eight innings. He did a lot of run, but he had 13 strikeouts. Pretty vintage performance. I've never really done a reliever for Pitcher of the Week, but I'm going to do one here. I'm going Rafael Iglesias. He pitched in three games for the Angels. Got two saves and two opportunities. He pitched four and a third innings, did not allow a hit, and had 10 strikeouts with no walks as well. So he's really perfect in the 13 batters that he faced, I believe. So I'm going with him for my... Uh, pitcher of the week, not right. the rookie. All right, my rookie of the week is Cranick. First name? Max. Max Cranick, the rookie pitcher for the Pirates. He threw five perfect innings, three Ks in his debut. That's uh, pretty solid. That's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Zach Thompson, starter from Miami. Six innings, once again, did allow one run, run, but had 11 strikeouts. I'm going Max Cranick here as well. 15 up, 15 down, and it got destroyed a little bit because of a rain delay. Uh, which had to take him out. Only three strikeouts, but I feel like if I'm going to talk about Max Kranich, I just talk about Cabrian Hayes and a play that he made in that game mm-hmm. where he went backhand and threw it across the diamond. Granted, it was against Yadier Molina, who might be the slowest man in all of baseball, but nonetheless, a great throw, a great play by yeah. uh, the NL Matt Chapman, I guess. Okay. Let's go <laughs> to halftime now. All right. All right.
right, welcome back to halftime. I'm going to start it off with a little cliffhanger I gave you guys about Trevor Bauer. So far, there's not a lot of information, but he's still being investigated for uh, some girl he hooked up with a couple of times. Uh, so if you want to learn more, you know, Google it, or we'll be back next week with some more information, hopefully. Because yeah. we don't want to see one of the best pitchers in the game going to jail. That's fucked. Yeah, unless he did something wrong. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless he did abuse someone. But anyway, it's, let's... Uh, Bring it on to another topic that's it's fucked, but not in the same way. Uh, NC State baseball, man, they, I, I don't know the entire story. or Well, like, I did see it, but I kind of forgot about it. They were playing against Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. and they lost the first game, but Vanderbilt had to win two. So they're going to the game two. and NC State had to win one game in this, this yes. scenario, too. They didn't have to win two just like Vandy did, though. Mm-hmm. So they had some guys with COVID, or potentially... Guys six, with COVID. six guys test positive. Okay, but so the entire team went to go get tested, and all of their starters tested negative, but they still had to cancel the game, and they got a no decision loss. Yeah, it's or a, no contest. Yeah, but. it's rough for them, uh, and I've seen a lot of points being said like nobody cares in that sense because of like there's still mask capacity at Omaha. There's still yeah. nobody wearing masks there. There's they're still packing in a stadium that uh, they're having a higher attendance at that stadium than there actually like should be for what's going on and whatever. And, and even in normal years, I guess, too, like they have more attendance. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it, it's fucked for NC State, especially because they should be in the final right now. They should, which is rained out. And we'll get to that after this topic here. Hector Santiago, Mariners pitcher, the first one to get the 10-game suspension. For sticky substances, sub substances. Yeah, he he actually <laughs> said that he was only using rosin and sweat, which I actually I can't believe because I know that if you like mix them together at a certain like amount proportion. Yeah, everyone's seen the Trevor and Bauer video. Temperature matters too. It's, yeah. yeah, if you've seen the the picture of Trevor Bauer holding the baseball upside down, that's sweat and rosin, yeah. which is legal. Yeah, and so it's a weird situation, but he did get kicked out. Did he did get his 10-game suspension, yeah. but he's appealing it now, so that's going mm-hmm. on right now. That's going to be interesting. Another thing that I saw is I saw Eric Sogard getting checked for substances <laughs> yesterday, so they're starting to check some position players. Is pine turf still legal? Yes. For position? Not, okay. not for uh, fielders. Not for fielders. I don't think uh, so. I think they uh, changed that or something. I'm not sure. Because oh, I, I thought you could have a little on your on your glove if you're a fielder. I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but did you see the video from, I believe it's the Orioles bullpen cam? Yeah. that I think yeah. he, he was put on Tiger Bomb or whatever it is, right? Yeah. right around yeah. his, his, I uh, thought that was interesting. Yeah, which that's a normal thing that people do. I guess it's it was coincidence based off of the Astros broadcast looking at Hunter Harvey when he was warming up <laughs> in the bullpen. But, uh, yeah, he was putting on some Tiger Bomb, which is really just something like Icy Hot, uh, right below his, uh, or right above his, his armpit to help him get warm and prevent injuries. So, if you want to have more people get hurt, then ban that as well. Yeah. All right. And so, the College World Series final, the actual one, not the one with NC State, <laughs> Vandy, Mississippi State, game one. Went to Vanderbilt and pretty much a blowout, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, Jack Leiter started that game, so Mississippi State didn't really have a chance. Plus, you add in Vanderbilt's offense. They scored, what, seven in the first inning? Yep. And this this one, I think, is actually about to start up. There we go. Uh, which is good. But, uh, you know, Mississippi State has to win this one or they're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Will Bedner, their top prospect, the top ten prospect 
in the draft is not available today. So that's tough. They got to get to the game three if they want a chance, mm-hmm. which is tough. And I want to see it. You know, I always want to watch more baseball. But of course, if it does go to the game, is, is Kumar starting tonight, or would he be a game? Kumar's three not starting. It's both it should uh, be, both three starters tonight. Should be Christian Little tonight. So it would be Bender versus Kumar. I think so. That, that would be a matchup I would love to see. So I actually hope it gets there. I do too. All right, and uh, speaking of prospects, Jason Dominguez, the number one prospect in the Yankees organization, he made his pro debut yesterday. I don't have those numbers. Was it at single A? Uh, I think it was low A, or do they even have low A anymore? They have low A. Okay, okay, it might have been low A, but it's just it's just crazy, you know. It's obviously a guy who's been projected to be a modern-day Mickey Mantle, switch hitter with power, so it's uh, we'll be watching his minor league career very he- closely. He is 17 years old, Seventeen. people that don't know. He's 18 now, and he went oh, okay. 0 for 2 in his debut. Um, so he's he's washed. He's not good. Yeah, it, I think he's a bust. I mean, we can yeah, officially exactly. label him a bust. Exactly. We don't have to worry about him. Yeah. Yeah. No, bud. For real, though, we'll all be letting the viewers know how he's doing. Yeah. It'll be a couple years until he's up, most likely, but still be interesting. All right. Now, I want to talk about... The MLB All-Star voting finalist, because a couple guys got absolutely screwed here. Uh, we'll start with the catchers. Well, how about we just start with the American League? Okay. Right. Uh, catchers, Salvador Perez rightfully was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been absolutely raking. Then we got Yasmani Grandal, Martin Maldonado. Martin should not be there. I think everybody knows that. He's in like 170. I know he plays great defense, but it's a hitting game nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And first base. Here we go. Number one is Vladdy Jr. Rightfully so. He's been absolutely raking. Two and three, there's Yuli Gurriel and Jose Abreu. Take it away, Kyle. Yuli should be on there. I don't think Jose Abreu should because of uh, one person out west who's, you know, just top ten in OPS in MLB, but yet not top three in his position in all-star voting, uh, which I think is very interesting. That's Matt Olsen. uh, Partially to do with our fan base because we don't have enough fans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the MLB All-Star, it's it's a popularity mm-hmm. contest in a lot of ways. And, I mean, we, we've seen this before. The A's have had years. I, I don't remember what year we had seven All-Stars. I know there, mm-hmm. there have been years where we've had our fair share of All-Stars. But for a team who has a top five record in the big leagues right now, not to have one finalist, it's, it's not right. And if you look at Matt Olsen's numbers, there's no denying that he should be Definitely a top three. Probably over Yuli Gurriel. Yuli Gurriel should be a mm-hmm. top three, but he should probably mm-hmm. be third. And Jose Abreu, while great, reigning MVP, just shouldn't be on this list. I will say, to close off the first base list, if the season ended today, Matt Olson would be top four in MVP voting. Agreed. For AOS. Yes. All right, moving on to second base. Little interesting here. It might be the right guys, but not my order. Jose Altuve, then Marcus Semien, then DJ LeMahieu. LeMahieu's a guy that you could possibly leave off, but I think the other two guys are perfect for that. Mm-hmm. I still think Semien should be starting this game. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't have a particular problem with Altuve starting. I don't like Altuve, yeah. but he has been very good this year. I would love to see Semien, a former athletic, get the start. DJ LeMahieu will have an off. I, I can't think of the rest of the second baseman off the top of my head that could be taking a spot, mm-hmm. but... I don't think I have a particular problem with these three. All right. And then shortstops for the AL, I think, again, is pretty close. Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, Bobichette. They got it right there. Yeah. I agree. All right. Uh, third base, 
Again, this is number three is debatable, but we got Rafael Devers, Johan Moncada, and Alex Bregman. Uh, Moncada's another guy who could be left off that list. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been that good, but off the top of my head, I can't really think of anybody too crazy right now. I don't know what position they have scope listed at. Maybe first base? I believe Maybe he that. listed as a second baseman. So he should have been third on that second baseman list, yeah. in my opinion. But as far as third base goes, uh, can't really think of anybody too crazy. J-Ram. J-Ram is a guy, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with Devers being number one. All right, and here's the top nine outfielders. Uh, again, I think this is, they got the names. I don't know about the order, but they got the names in there. Aaron Judge, Dolas Garcia, Michael Brantley, Cedric Mullins, Teoscar Hernandez, Alex Verdugo, Randall Gritchick, Byron Buxton, and then, of course, Trout got in on the fan voting. Yeah, looks solid to me. All right. Yeah, uh, I don't have a problem with that. All right. DH. I think uh, we all know who's going to be starting this game at yeah. DH. It's Shohei Otani. They also have J.D. Martinez and Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, solid. Solid. All right. We'll go to the National League here. Catcher. Buster Posey, Yadier Molina, Wilson Contreras. I like that Yadi got the votes. I voted for him. I, yeah. know, I know Posey should start, and he's been raking. I'm glad Yachty's getting some attention here. Yeah, I think you take uh, Contreras off of this list if you want to add Nervias or if you want to add Romuto, so be it. Mm-hmm. But I think the other two guys are fine. Yeah. In my opinion, I think this was the right three. I, I would love to see. I think Posey will start this game. I think he's already start this game. I've always liked Posey. Yeah. Been close across the bay. Glad to see him doing well this year. All right. First base, we got Max Muncy, Freddie Freeman, and then Team Rizzo. Sorry. Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> All these guys, uh, I think, have been injured at one point this year. Uh, yeah, I think so. Maybe uh, Aguilar, the guy that comes mm-hmm. to mind here. But I mean, he's not. Aguilar isn't going to get over Rizzo or Freeman exactly. as part of. And, you know, at the does. time of the voting, Muncie was like absolutely destroying everyone in OPS. So I'm glad. I'm glad he got the votes because Muncie's solid. He's Sad great. that he uh, was DFA'd by the A's. <laughs> but uh, so second base, wow. Uh, we got something to talk about here for sure. We got Ozzy Albies, who, in my opinion, probably shouldn't even be on this list what? at number one. Uh, two, Adam Frazier. Three, Gavin Lux. I, I'd say Frazier's the clear one. Albies is the clear two. And then, I, I don't know, for the third. Uh, Tom Marte was listed as an outfielder, correct? He was listed yeah. as second. Oh, he was listed yeah. so I, I mean, He's been hurt as shit on uh, I would probably consider Marte as outfielder, but if he was considered second baseman, I would like to see him on this list. Definitely over... Probably Lux and Albies. Uh, Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, MLB.com says Jazz Chisholm and Colton Wong were close. And uh, Ryan McMahon yeah. is another name. I believe he has 13, 14 homers. Uh, he might be the representative for Colorado. I'm not sure how he's been story since coming back. I, don't mm-hmm. uh, I think Story is the best player, but he has been hurt. Yeah. But I think McMahon, I, oh, definitely at least over Lux, but I think those other two names, Marte and Chisholm, should have got the nod behind Adam Frazier. Yeah. All right. Shortstop, I think it's pretty solid. Fernando Tatis, Brandon Crawford, Javi Baez. Yeah, I think I only chose two guys when I was doing my stuff last week. Yeah. So. And it was one and two, right? Yeah, so uh, it's Tatis and Crawford are the guys that I've had, I yeah. believe. I don't have a problem with this. I have it right here. Actually, I have Trey Turner. Trey, Trey Turner. Turner. This guy who probably could have been on that list. Okay. Okay, and uh, third base, again, pretty solid. Chris Bryant, Nolan Arenado, Justin Turner. It's the exact same three I had in, in my thing. I think Longo could have been number three if he didn't get hurt. Just yeah. Just he was absolutely raking. Yeah, if, he, if he stayed on the trajectory he was at, I, I agree with that. All right, and for the outfield, another nine. Uh, interesting guys I didn't think of. 
here, but uh, I'll read them off. Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, Nick Castellanos, Jesse Winker, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, Mike Yaz, Chris Taylor, and Jock Peterson. It's not a bad list. It's not bad. It's not terrible. I, uh, I would have went with Tyler O'Neill here. Yeah, that's fair. I know, and even MLB.com puts them on here. Oh, yeah. who? Uh, like Yaz. Probably over, over Chris Taylor. Yaz. I know Chris Taylor's been, been really, really good. good. He's been, been really, really solid this year. You can put him over Jock, I guess. If you really want I'd to say probably over on. Yaz, just because Yaz started slow. He's been hot lately. He's but, up for hurt, too. Yeah. That's another part. Also, if those are the order, I wouldn't have Mookie Betts in my top three. I'd move mm-hmm. Jesse Winker up into my top three. But... I think that was alphabetical for the outfield. That would work, okay. I think. All right. Uh, and... Actually, I don't know, because no. if Yaz was seven... Oh, you're right. And yeah. Winker was four. Yeah. yeah. My bad. <laughs> whatever it is. I think that might have been their voting thing right now. Who, whatever yeah. it is. I don't know. Yeah. But all right. Uh, moving on for me, also our finalist, Josh Naylor, Indians first baseman, had a nasty game, injury. Though. He was playing center field? I think so. I didn't see the big clip. center fielder. I didn't see the he clip. He was playing center field. So what happened? I don't. I saw a more zoomed in clip. I didn't know where he was exactly coming from. But it applied ball in between either the second baseman and the right fielder. Or the second baseman and the center fielder. Uh, everybody's converging in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Naylor and the second baseman collide completely. And Naylor does a full 360. And when he plants his foot, his cleat gets stuck and his ankle snaps. And mm-hmm. uh, so we had Terry Francona immediately say that, yeah, the ankle's broken. Uh, after that, there hasn't been much. I don't think. Yeah, we're not going to see them, and we need the Indians to go get some bats now. Or they need to go get some bats. I they mean, need, I they needed bats all right. right. We could care, care, less, yeah, care less. I'm just thinking as a, as a GM. Yeah. You know, I try to think as a GM all the time. Mm-hmm. But all right, I'm going to switch the order on my uh, last two halftime notes here so we could end on some football. But one more baseball note. We had a, a trade here. Yeah, we had a slight trade this trade. morning <laughs> uh, where Joe Panic and... Uh, Reliever, minor league reliever, went to the Marlins for Corey Dickerson and Adam Simber, the submarine right-handed reliever. Uh, Simber's been good this year. Dickerson has been decent. Uh, mm-hmm. I heard Dickerson's more of like a cap move here. Yeah, Dickerson's owed about cap, $17 million. So that's what I thought this trade was originally for, getting uh, Miami some some cap room for next year. But uh, Simber's been pretty solid. Like. Yeah. And they need said. they need bullpen in, in Toronto or Buffalo or Dundon, whatever wherever yeah, they're wherever playing. they're playing at. Exactly. All right, and uh, I'm going to end off halftime with uh, some sad news for the football fans. Demarius Thomas, DT, is retiring. He's hanging up the cleats. Bronco legend. Jet, jet legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was time. It was time. It was time. You know, I always remember that. Uh, that touchdown pass he caught from Tim Tebow mm-hmm. to win the playoff game oh, yeah, against, against Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That that's a terrorizing game for Raider fans, and not that the Broncos won, but just having seen a game where you hate yeah. both teams. And you know, another uh, possession receiver from Georgia Tech mm-hmm. reminds you of uh, Megatron. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. No, I, I, just want to, I just want to shout out his college. All right. So that's gonna wrap up halftime for now. Some some exciting things, some sad things. <laughs> no, we had let's a well, uh, we're getting back to the third third quarter here, almost in the third half, and we don't have a third one of those. But uh, 
We're going to talk about basketball in the second half, as we always do. We're watching the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals game right now, which somehow Atlanta is leading. And we'll get back to the series here in a few headlines. But first, we're going to talk about Damian Lillard possibly mm-hmm. leaving Portland this offseason. Uh, there's been some controversy after that. They signed uh, Chauncey Billups a few days ago, and Portland's like, oh, they don't want Damian doing as much as he is, as, or as, as far as talking and the head coach search. And yeah. Damian obviously wants to win, but he wants to be in Portland. So do you see Damian even possibly leaving the, the, in this offseason? I don't think that's possible. Of course he's frustrated. They lost early in the playoffs again. But I just think we have to wait until some real news comes out, not some you know, Kendrick Perkins bullshit. <laughs> All right, I'm not. I'm not like you know coming at you, Kyle. No, obviously, no, you know it, it was a real headline. It's just it shouldn't have been a real headline. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I don't think he's gonna leave, but I don't think it's because it's headlines. Dame is a different breed of player from what we see in the NBA. He, Steph, Clay, I think are the only three. Draymond too, but it's he's loyal. Yeah. I think loyalty means more to Dame Lillard than maybe anyone in the NBA, and I think he's preached that. I don't think he wants to leave. No matter how frustrated he might be, he wants to see it out in Portland. He wants to bring a championship back to Portland. Do I think that happens? No. But I don't think he truly cares about that. I think he finishes his career in Portland. You said bring a championship back to Portland. Do they have one? Um, yeah, I think bring a championship to Portland. I, I, I don't think I don't remember the Did Bill Walton never won one in the seventies? I, I I couldn't tell you to be honest. <laughs> yeah, bring right. a championship Why to Portland. We'll get, we'll get back to that. That never happened. But uh, I I don't I don't think he's leaving. Uh, it's yeah. simple that. I do think they make. Oh, they do. Nineteen seventy-seven. They yes. won. There you go. Bill Walton MVP. Um. I can tell you in a second. All right. <laughs> right. But I I do think they'll probably make a move in the offseason. Maybe not trading game, but McCollum yeah. could be a guy on the move. Or mm-hmm. they want to add a third guy or whatever it is. I, I do think that there's going to be a move yeah, made in Portland. Carmelo's not the ideal third man. Yeah, Carmelo's good, though. I'd say Nurkic is probably their third. And Nurkic is very solid. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure he won MVP, but they did beat... Um, 76ers. Ooh. All right. Those were Dr. J Sixers, Dr. I believe. Yeah. I'm assuming 1970. No, he's 80s. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Now let's talk <laughs> about the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, so it's 2-1 right now. Milwaukee's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been an interesting series. No Trey Young in Game 4 today, but yeah. Atlanta's still winning somehow. So how do you guys see this playing out, and uh, what do you guys think so far? I like the Bucks a lot. Um, I think Chris Middleton's a real closer. Here, I think the X factor is Drew Holiday's defense, and if he can hit his open shots, we've noticed today that uh, you know Giannis hasn't been as effective running the offense. Drew Holiday's had to take some tough shots at the end of the shot clock, but I think uh, once they figure that out, it'll be a lot easier. And what the Bucks and six. So, <laughs> I I was a believer of the Bucks going into this series. Um, I. I've been a little bit skeptical of the Hawks' run. Uh, if Trey Young is able to come back Game 5, especially if the Hawks win today, I think the Hawks win this series. Um, the biggest reason for this is in the NBA playoffs, when it comes crunch time, you want the best closer. Normally, it's close games. Trey Young is by far the best closer in this series. I know Middleton has had his moments, but Trey Young, he's, he's a different breed of closer. He's, you know... He can get a shot anytime, anywhere, and he's clutch. I don't think there's any denying that. So if Trey Young is able to come back game five 
And if the Hawks hold on today, I got Hawks in seven. That would be fun. I wouldn't be upset, you know. My initial take with this series was Hawks in seven. Uh, the game three meltdown a little bit from being up 15, I think, at one point. Even though it was super, super early when they were up 15. Yeah. Uh, kind of derails that, but I I mean, that's, I guess, why I gave them three games to lose in that series. So, Hawks in seven. All right. Now, back to the Western Conference. We're going to talk about the Suns being up 3-2 against the Clippers. They were up 3-1. They lost game five. CP3 has lost uh, 3-1 leads before. The Clippers, I don't know, have ever came back from a 3-1 lead. Maybe. Maybe against Houston or something like that a long time ago. Uh, But how do you guys see this rest of the series playing out? All right. Hear me out, everybody. Mm. The entire Phoenix roster is banged up right now. Cameron Payne's not playing the minutes he needs to play. He's not taking over the game. The Clippers have gotten a lot of help from Mr. October, Mr. Finals, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, to Marcus Cousins even. This is not pandemic P. This is not vaccinated P, like Kyle likes to say. This is playoff P. Playoff P's back. Clippers in seven. Clippers will not win this series. Um, Everything... That could, I mean, I shouldn't say could have gone. The Clippers played, I think, the best they could play in game, what was that, five? Yeah. I think that was the best you'll see from the Clippers this whole series. And, well, the Suns didn't play, they didn't play their best, they didn't play their worst. But the Suns are going to have at least one game in the next two where they play, they play good enough to beat the Clippers even at their best. Without Kawhi, the Suns roster is too talented for the Clippers. And I don't see them losing two in a row. Or three in a row, I guess it would be. Yeah. But I definitely don't see them losing two more in this series. So I'm going to go Suns in six. I think the Suns finish it in the next game in L.A. I said Suns in four. Then I said Suns in five. I'm saying Suns in six now. All right. Let's get to our bathroom. Let's get on <laughs> out of here. Uh, my layup last week was Jacob DeGrom doesn't allow a run in the next start, and he allowed two. <laughs> So, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Skyler had Houston over Detroit on Thursday. They smacked them. They did. And then Detroit ended up taking two out of the next three in that series. Yeah. So, shout out to Detroit for getting the job done. It's the layup curse. And Brett had Vegas and Tampa win series. Vegas didn't win their series, but Tampa did. Uh, yeah, and I'm honestly okay with that. I hate Vegas. I'm glad they lost. And now this week, I have the Giants beating... Uh, Arizona in a series where they go down to AZ. Arizona sucks. Giants are best team in baseball mm-hmm. right now. So that's my lip. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the Mets over Atlanta on Thursday. That's DeGrom versus Drew Smiley. I know DeGrom had, well, for him, it was a rough day. You know, terrible day for with, him. with two earned runs. But uh, he's going to come back real strong against Atlanta. Um, I'm going to stick with hockey. Tampa has been kind of the team to battle in the past two years, really. Best yeah. team in the NHL. Montreal's underdog every series, this playoff going into it. I think their little Cinderella story ends here. I think Tampa wins the Cup probably in five games. This might be the safest layup we've ever had. I don't know. But, all right. This Bull, is Bull predictions now. Uh, we all got them wrong next week, uh, last week. There's a little bit of controversy in, in ours. <laughs> I had Suns in fall. That did not happen. No. Uh, Skyler had the dumbest take of all time that he thought was going to work, but did not. 
It was the Giants sweeping the A's. Almost happened. And Brett had it the other way around because he said, fuck you, Skyler. And he had the A's sweeping the Giants. That did not happen, though, either. So we go over three this week. But we but all learned a, a valuable lesson. Yes, that, that is not a true A's fan. That's no, 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 no. That's, that's not the lesson. The lesson is you can root for your team while also being realistic. But. No. But. That's part of being a but fan. You can't you know, go you can't go all the way with the sweep. You gotta just say two out of three yeah, for okay. the future. <laughs> no. A's and three. Uh my bold prediction this week is gonna be an AL East matchup. Uh Blue Jays are hosting the Rays. Should be a fun series. The first matchup between Vladdy and Wander Franco. And I'm taking the Jays this week. All right, I'm going with an AL West matchup. Texas Rangers over the Seattle Mariners on Friday. That's Kyle Gibson versus Logan Gilbert. I like the matchup for Texas there. Taking them. Um, do I think this one really happens? No, probably not. But I have nothing else to say. So Mississippi State wins the next two games. If they go to a game three, I promise you, Will Bednar will give you everything he has. What about Kumar? I'm sure he will too. But <laughs> I think they will both give everything they have. But I, I really want to see that game three too. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much just because I want to see the game three. I'll take Mississippi State to win the college baseball championship in three games. All right. Uh, before we go, I feel like it's notable that Giannis has taken three free throws in the first half and has airballed two of them, I think. So, uh, that is pretty notable. <laughs> yeah, six points, I believe. There right is now, that. At halftime. Uh, but, yeah, we had in halftime in that game. You guys will obviously know what's happening in that. Uh, by the time that this gets up and you guys are listening. Yeah. But this has been episode 42. Shout out Jackie Robinson and Mariano Rivera, Kevin Love. Uh, Ronnie Lott. Uh, Ronnie Lott. The only guy to complete the trifecta, I believe, which is playing for the Niners, the Raiders, and the New York Jets because those are our favorite teams. Kind of a random trio. Yeah. It wasn't our favorite teams. But that's episode 42. Yeah, we'll be back next week with some more baseball news. Hopefully a finals preview. Yeah, maybe some more football stuff. We'll see. And and we'll be back with the Trevor Bauer update. Exactly. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Skylar, where's our Twitter? Twitter's at a Max Sports. Our Instagram is also at a Max Sports. What about YouTube and TikTok? That's immaculate.